Hello and welcome. You're listening to Ending Physician Overwhelm with Dr. Megan Mello. In this podcast, we look at why, as physicians, we often get stuck in feelings of overwhelm, anxiety, and burnout, and how we can break out of toxic thought patterns. My hope is that each episode gives you an opportunity to heal and to get more clear on how you want to show up in your life and your work. And now, let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode four, Learn Helplessness is So Unhelpful. So we're going to start by talking about an article that was published in Kevin MD recently by Dr. Chelsea Turgan, who is a fellow physician life coach. And she highlighted a study that was done in the 1960s by Dr. Marty Seligman, who's considered sort of the founding father of positive psychology. So they had dogs that were in these small cages and they could administer shocks through the cage to get to the dogs. And there was nothing the dogs could do to escape the shocks. They just couldn't do anything. So they just got used to absorbing and enduring. And they moved these dogs to a larger cage that was divided in two. And so on half of the cage, they could still be administered these shocks. And on the other half of the cage, there would be no shock. And there was a low fence between them that the dogs could go over. But what they saw was that this group of dogs who had been conditioned to just endure the shocks because they had no escape, they didn't even try. They didn't even explore what would happen if I moved to the other side of the cage. They had learned that there was no helping their situation and that they just needed to continue to endure. And it's such a telling metaphor for what happens to us as we go through our physician training. Early on as students and as residents, we get used to enduring the shocks, right? When We aren't allowed to sleep when we don't have the ability to, you know, go and use the bathroom when we need to, we might be standing in the operating room for 10 hours, holding a retractor, you know, we aren't able to eat or to leave, you know, without asking for permission. And we miss out on time with our family and simple rest other than, you know, kind of a bare minimum of sleep between shifts. And so we, We learn how to endure, how to survive these very difficult conditions. And when we're done with our training, we have often adapted so well to enduring the shocks that we just continue to do it. And so what does this look like? This looks like us overworking because we can see that there is more work to be done. There's always more work to be done. And until we're done, we feel like we can't leave. We get used to hearing no, when we ask for time off or vacation, and we just accept that we accept this ongoing lack of control over our schedules. 
we often struggle to take a break in the middle of the day or the night if you're working night shift to pause and eat or use the bathroom or you know connect with a colleague we just work 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 because we can just see that there's more work to do we worry about patients suffering or being inconvenienced or you know causing people to wait or any of these things and we just use those experiences to keep going and you know if we stop and think about it most of us have never ever been told you can't take a break. In fact, you know, working in outpatient medicine for a long number of years, you could look at my clinic schedule and you could see that there was technically an hour from 12 to one where there were no patients scheduled. And so it looks like for all practical purposes, like I have a lunch break, but what really happens is the morning runs long or there's a meeting scheduled during that time, or there's an inbox that's overflowing with things that need to be done. And it really leaves us with this sense that we cannot take a break. If we dare to take a break, you know, what will happen to the world, right? It will be too much. And we're so well conditioned to enduring the shocks that we keep doing it for years and years and years after we leave our training. And of course the system benefits from us overworking, from being very productive, from being very responsive to the needs of our patients and our staff. And even if they are not overtly telling us to continue along this way, they are often covertly giving us the signals that we need to continue. And it's time for us to really step back from those habits and really look at the situation. And I struggled with this for many, many years. I felt there's no possible way that I could stop and take a break in the middle of the day, you know, even to you know, drink a a cup of water or use the bathroom or, you know, something, gosh, you know, like stepping outside for a breath of fresh air. It just, it felt too wrong. And looking back, I can see it even felt um, dangerous or risky in some, in some way, because I was always anticipating the work that was piling up as I was not attending to it. And that seemed far more urgent and important than me taking care of my human body. But when we continue in that mindset where we feel like we can't take a break and we constantly accept no for an answer, we end up in this very, you know, sort of weakened state where we aren't taking care of our bodies and our minds, where we are feeling trapped and with a real lack of control over everything. And naturally that leads to feeling burned out, feeling overwhelmed, uh, moral injury from not being able to take care of ourselves. You know, you think about enduring the, the intensity of medical training in your twenties and thirties, as many people do compared to continuing that for years on into your thirties, forties, fifties, and sixties, right? There is a difference in the magnitude of the effect 
for doing it for three to five years during your residency training compared to doing it for the rest of your life because you're waiting for someone to give you permission to be able to take those breaks. So it's really important that we start to recognize our own agency and that we are actually the ones who need to start giving ourselves permission to pause. Even knowing that, yes, there is more work to do. Yes, people might be waiting on us. But when we continue to not take care of our bodies and give our brains a bit of mental rest, we suffer in very real ways, psychologically, physically, right? It takes a toll on our body. So when I'm working with my clients, this is probably one of the biggest areas that comes up as a struggle. And if that sounds familiar to you, if you struggle with being able to take care of yourself during the day, you know, especially during a work day, I encourage you to start taking small, but very clear and committed steps. So even if you are committing to taking a five or a 10 minute break in the middle of your shift, but to really eat some real food, to go to the bathroom, to get water, to, you know, take a breath of fresh air. These little steps are so important because no one is going to tap you on the shoulder and say, it's your turn you have to start doing that yourself. And that's not to add a burden to you and and give you another job. It's simply to start to consider to give yourself permission, permission to take care of yourself, permission to do the things that you need to do to take care of your human body and your human brain, because we need you right? Whatever work you're doing, whether you're in clinical medicine, whether you are using your skills in some other way, teaching, coaching, advising, consulting, whatever it is, the world needs your brilliance, but we need you to be able to work sustainably. And so this is the work that I do with my clients. And you know, if you find yourself really struggling with, with this, I encourage you to reach out and, you know, let's set up a time to talk because figuring out how to get this into your life is the way that we proceed out of overwhelm and burnout. It takes small sustained steps in the right direction. And just pause here and think, What would your life look like? What would it create for you in your life if you dare to take some action here, right? If you dare to unlearn this learned helplessness, to stop enduring the shocks and to start putting some boundaries up for yourself, right? To feel free to jump to that non-electrified side of the cage, whatever that looks like for you. Just imagine what that creates for you and let your mind think big. It's not about all of us retiring or leaving 
the job that we're doing even necessarily. It's about us pausing and looking at our own part in the system and what we can start to do to recognize that we need to take care of ourselves because no one else is going to do that for us. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Please feel free to share in the comments. And if this resonates with you, please like and subscribe this podcast so that others can find it and share it with colleagues. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Take care. Until next time. Bye-bye. something today or felt moved, please share this episode with a colleague. You can also learn more about me and my coaching practice by heading over to www.healthierforgood.com. And of course, be sure to like and subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. Until next time, take care.